day it starts. Every day it starts. Anxiety. Welcome to the beat on BFF.fm. I feel like I got a little reverb going. Maybe that's just my. Maybe that's just all in my head. Uh, my name is Nick Powell, and I will be with you for the next two hours. We have a great show lined up for you today. A lot going on. So those of you who are not familiar, um, at 4:30 uh, we do beat the game, which is our video game discussion program. Uh, today we will be. Uh, discussing a game uh, which I really enjoyed uh, called Oxenfree, which is a sort of Nancy Drew style uh, teen um, ghost story uh, that takes place on a charming but spooky island. Um, and uh, and then at 5.30 on Artbeat, we'll be talking about an uh, uh, artist named Amalia Ullman, who um, recently, uh, uh, well, I guess has been unveiling her, her um, a performance art piece um, in, in which she sort of on the internet pretended to be uh, going down a di- downward spiral of fame and glamour. Um, 
anyway, uh, Lily will be joining me to talk about that, and um, that is uh, just the the plan for today. Um, I got plenty of good rock jams uh, lined up for the in the interim. Uh, right now, we're listening to um, this funny album that just came out this weekend. Here, listen to a little bit of this. This is John Benjamin, who is um, the voice of Bob on and several other people on Bob's Burgers, and is a sort of a comedian, uh, or is a comedian. Um, just put out an album where he... He didn't learn how to play jazz or piano, but he just played piano and jazz. He like hired a bunch of jazz musicians and did a jazz album, um, but didn't bother to learn how to play his instrument or how to play music in general first. Um, I've been listening to it just for the last day or so. It's pretty funny, I think. Um, I think, you know, it's sort of a silly concept, but... um, you know, one that was... I think it's its its sort of broken up a little bit with some comedy stuff in the interim, and, you know, it's not, it's not, a, not done, it's sort of not beaten to death, the joke, but it's a joke that is well executed. Anyway, we'll be listening to that throughout the show, so you can make your up your own mind on uh, John Benjamin Jazz Daredevil. Um, before that, we heard uh, the Parquet Courts, Every Day It Starts show is sold out. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get tickets, so uh, stay tuned for um, details on how that um, trial of my life works out. But they're playing uh, at the New Parish in the next couple of weeks, and I will be trying to find tickets to that. Um, up next, a song that my buddy um, Bobby, who DJs a lot in the East Bay under the name DJ Standin, uh, put up a playlist um, this weekend, which I was listening to, and heard a lot of good songs um, that I hadn't heard before. Uh, this one is by a guy named Bishop Allen. Uh, it's called Quarter to Three. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM. Whenever light shines down on misery It can only make things worse On the day we met she burned So bright I was lucky as a gypsy curse Well she was flushing like a wedding day With her eyes so sharp and black And her gentle little smile was the color of blood And she's never ever coming back Now let me tell you I Just the same. 
she's never ever coming back
right, you are tuned into the beat on BFF.fm. Uh, that was Radioactivity, a band that I am... I bought both of their albums at the same time, and actually the earlier one has been the one that I've been drawn to most of the songs on, including, as past listeners will know, World of Pleasure, which is the single catchiest song in the history of music. Um, that was one of the ones off the new one, which is called Silent... The album's called Silent Kill. Uh, this, this song is called Where I Come From. Uh, good, uh, kind of got more of a serious kind of, uh, more, more Bruce Springsteen, less Buzzcocks, but uh, still a good track. Um, before that, the Undertones, uh, off of their album Hypnotize, their, is that their, their second or their third? I know there's Positive Touch and Hypnotize. I think Hypnotize is the second one, Positive Touch is the third one. Um, that song is called See That Girl. Uh, the, the Smugglers did Larry off of Mutiny and Stereo and SoCal with Barry Richardson. I've been playing that song a lot lately, and so I did some research into who Barry Richardson is. Um, he's an American football player and a British football player. Um, I'm assuming that SoCal is uh, referring to the British uh, player because um, I think that guy's from Scotland. But anyway... Um, I don't know why the guy from SoCal would rather be drinking with Barry Richardson, but maybe Barry Richardson's like a fun guy. Um, this wiki does not uh, specify whether or not he's a fun guy. Um, and Bishop Allen started us off. Um, let's see. Uh, as I mentioned, we are listening to a, a good amount of John Benjamin with... Um, uh, his Jazz Daredevil album um, as we uh, cycle through the day. Uh, Beat the Game is up in just a few minutes, so sit tight, and we will be bringing you uh, the the on, your, your only source. What did I figure out? I figured out that this is probably the, the number one live video game discussion show. Is that true? That, could that be true? On the radio? I don't know. But anyway, um, I'll figure out how to qualify that enough to make it true. Um, until then, uh, let's just keep uh, rolling a little bit. Uh, Steve Adamic Band, this song's called Another Victim. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.fm. You see, I'm gonna talk. Go away, and don't you know? I don't give a damn where you go. Like it back, baby, don't you know? I don't give a damn where you go. It's the same thing, and I think we keep on fighting, but we never win. 
don't give a damn where you stay Fuck off and don't you know I don't give a damn where you go Take it back baby don't you know I don't give a damn where you go Never change I'm over you Together we are through Oh Man, won't you please, please come back I'll take back what I said Without you, I'm better than I did In a face, baby, how about you? Wrote this song, cause I love you It's the same thing, when I can But we're together, we just can't lose Okay, get ready.
broadcasting live from high above Cap Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. It's Beat the Game. Beat the Game. On BFF.FM. Welcome to Beat the Game. Hey, Forrest. Hey, Nick. What's up, man? Nothing, man. Um, I, You know, that song, I really like that song as our theme song, but uh, I got to work a little bit on my delivery because there's just not that much intro. Yeah. You know, so you got to get quick. I mean, I got to be real. I, I kind of think we need to like go chip tune with it. What's that? Just like video game soundtrack stuff. You So you don't like that? You don't mm. like our, our theme song? It's not really... It's not really on theme. I mean, it's vaguely on theme. Yeah, I know, but you freaking play the freaking Mega Man soundtrack, and then, like, yeah, you know, that's, that's just true. too ov. That's true. We don't want to be ov. I mean, if we... So, this week, for our listeners, we're talking about Oxenfree. Yeah. If we had bought the deluxe pack, you would yeah. have had the soundtrack to play. I know, but I'm not buying the freaking $30 version of every fi- single game that we play on the... Every week? Yeah. Just slapping down 30 bucks. That's Thir- 10 yeah. cups of coffee. You know, actually, to be fair to myself, and I love being fair to myself, to be fair to myself, I searched on Spotify to see if the Oxenfree soundtrack was available, but it wasn't, so what am I supposed to do? You know, and I actually had a moment where I thought to myself, I was like, like, on the one hand, like, I think, you know, scoring takes a lot of, like, there's a lot of time, and it makes sense to sell the soundtrack, but on the other hand, I was like... I don't know, man. Like, I'm just like, like, why are you in a new category where I'm buying the soundtrack yeah. where, you know, some, there's hardworking instrumental musicians out there just making music that's not tied to video games that are trying to sell their wares. And I guess to be fair to you as well, if I was pulling my weight as a co-host, By the way, thanks for being fair to me. I would just bring my own music. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's not something I'm going to do. Screw off. Let's be real. Um, all right. Well, no, you don't like the soundtrack. You don't like the, I, I'm like... Now I'm back to square one. This is a rift. I've put an inseparable well, just, rift in just, our friendship. Do you like the name of the show? I do, actually. Okay, fucking finally. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we have a lot of stuff that I'm excited about because... The, so to this week we played Oxenfree, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, we've got a bunch of games lined up that we're um, going to be playing over the next few weeks, especially for those of you who would like to play along at home. Um one called that Dragon Cancer, right? That Dragon um, Cancer, which will be I would neither of us have played yet. Um, I'm, be, I'm yeah. told you should bring your tissues to yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And you know, to be fair, like part of the reason, like I looked at that game and I was like, I don't know if I could deal with this. First of all, I have a tiny baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, my tiny baby had its first cold mm. this week. So not only do I have a tiny baby, I have a tiny baby crying with mucus pouring out of its eyes. Yeah. Um, anyway, the dragon cancer, like not to you know to 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 uh, make light of it, is a I guess is about is a, a sort of a life a real life story about a guy who is dealing with his kid having uh, cancer. Um, so. That's going to be a tearjerker. Um, also, um, a game that I don't think we've talked about on the show, um, but but a game that I've played a lot of uh, called Darkest Dungeon. The- yeah, I've heard really good things about that. I was actually kind of excited that it came up because uh, I always like an excuse to play a game that I've heard a lot about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and that that's a great game. I think it was like on the, one of those early access things or something. Mm-hmm. So I was playing it, not even really thinking about the fact that it wasn't really done yet. It was sort of done enough but um uh i really like that game so i'm excited to check out the final version 
Um, what else do we talk about? Well, you know, Just Cause. Um, there's some that that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how much you're gonna like that one. I mean, I know I'm gonna love it. I, in fact, fully plan on buying it. Yeah. No, I think that we're gonna do that. We're gonna cheaper. do a division of labor here where you buy it. And I don't buy it. So <laughs> okay. that's the way we're going to handle that one. But I do actually really like, as I said, uh, was talking to you earlier this week, uh, I do really like the sort of aesthetics and of that game and the sort of world that they are going for. Yeah. And so I'm kind of excited to sort of... I've watched some video of the game, and I'm kind of excited to sort of learn a little bit more about, like, you know, they's got it's got like a funny politic to yeah. it. Like, it's got a, like a funny, like... You know, kind of like that show Archer. You ever watched that show? Yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same place. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of thing where it's like it's it's go USA, but it's also gotta reflect. It's it reflect. It sort of has a thing where it understands the fact that yeah. where there's sort of a moral ambiguity to all of the sort of pol- like real politique CIA kind of stuff. It's one of those on. things where it plays the like CIA spy things so straight that it becomes funny again. It's like the onion of like spy commentary, I think. Yeah. Um, also, Just Cause and uh, Saints Row are two of the games that just really made me fall in love with open world games. I know uh, they they kind of don't drive you as much, but and the thing that made me a completionist because um, Just Cause is one of those games. I don't know about Just Cause three, but Just Cause two had enough uh, goals in it that it was actually realistic to be like I could probably get a hundred percent completion on this. Yeah, I don't I don't know how well I did, but uh, all right, well, I'm excited about that. Yeah, one. no, we so we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, please stay tuned and also uh, you know if you have any input or suggestions please you you should always uh, feel free to to let us know Uh, you can always tweet at me my twitter is at NP as in Nick Powell or you can follow me on Twitch I have uh, update zero followers on Twitch still Oh, I need to follow you. Yeah, thanks. That's what that that's what that looks for. You're my it? only friend on Steam, so you know you got you get credit for that. Um, I really need to work on the social. Did, did you ever of these join games. my my clan, the cool guys? I don't know because I don't know how Steam works. <laughs> well, I got to tell you the uh, quantitative difference in your life between joining and not joining my clan will be zero. Oh, very cool. All right, well, it's this game is this um this uh, show is really uh, rocketing me my uh, video game career. Um, exactly the, to the level that I expected. Um, I did want to talk a little bit before we get into Oxenfree about the StarCraft. Uh, so the StarCraft tournament, uh, DreamHack Leipzig was this weekend. And um, I have been following Legacy of the Void um, with anticipation and excitement. Um, and, you know, I think last time we talked about it, we were saying how it's sort of in this or I was saying at least that it's in this state where it's really unformed as to what the strategies are going to be because everyone's yeah. sort of dealing with these new things. Um, I think it's moving and it's not, and it's cool to watch that it sort of begin to coalesce. I think it's definitely still coalescing. Yeah, I mean, as we've been talking about this, I realize I probably should be paying more attention because I'd really be interested to see like if the adepts have any play or the tactics we had talked about about having a siege tank and siege mode being transportable. Yeah, so I have a very, I have fascinating things to tell you about both of those things. Well, first, actually, the Adepts thing is not as fascinating as uh, it is just like, the answer is yes. They're Hmm. getting a lot of play. They're basically a Zealot replacement, right? Zealots still exist, but as an early game 
go or go hack around in this in the opponent's mineral line, you know, and wait until you get uh, beat, you get eaten by queens or whatever. <laughs> um, that's the adept, and, the, and then the adept is scarier because it can warp between the two bases, right? So yeah. if you open up two bases, the, the adept uh, has a um, the ability where it can kind of ghost travel, and then you can kind of snap. To where it the ghost travels to. It's so it's sort of like like for the purposes of discussion, it's like blink. Yeah, you know, it's like a long, it's like a slow and long range blink for zealots. Um, anyway, so I did see a couple of zealots, but mostly it's just adepts now. That's um, interesting because zealots always kind of sucked, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll have to see how that happened. I mean, I'm I'm actually surprised. When I first saw the adept, I was like, I wonder if zealots even still exist. Mm. Like, so we'll have to see if like zealots just completely get phased out of the game, um, or what. Um, the siege, the sieged. So the thing with the siege tanks, and this is obviously, if you don't not familiar with StarCraft, sorry, but um, <laughs> the, you know we because we can't go through this every time we talk about StarCraft. But um, the siege tanks in siege mode uh, being able to be dropped by medevacs in siege mode. Where I saw that play, and the Terrans didn't make it that far in the tournament, yeah. but um, as is often the case. But um, where I saw that, interestingly, so when we had talked about it, we'd been like, oh, well, then everyone's just going to drop siege tanks in the opponent's mineral line and wreck shop. Yeah. Um, in- interestingly, the place I saw it most effectively used was actually in a defensive stance huh. as sort of like an early to early mid game. Like, you get one or two siege tanks. You get and a couple of medevacs, and then you can defend your bases by basically oh, just like, shuttling them back. Yeah, and shuttling forth. them back huh. and forth. In in other in other words, yeah, if somebody brings in five or six units and tries to sort of take advantage of a weak area, you can bring them in. You don't bring them right up to the front lines. You bring them back to the like behind the mineral line, behind the rocks or something. Yeah, you know, and then huh. and then pop them in there, and then all of a sudden you zone out somebody yeah. trying to sort of harass a base. So that's that was really interesting anyway the tournament and i'll be brief was fascinating um the uh the europeans were dominant i mean so it's a european basically tournament the koreans yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it was what happens in the starcraft tournaments on the that are the sort of western focused ones is that um the koreans usually send like three guys and then those guys beat everyone yeah um in this case Bly, who is a Ukrainian player who was like a war a Warcraft three champ who has not I don't think been wow. I think he made top eight in 2012 or yeah. something in a tournament and has not placed other than that and um, got to the finals by beating uh, Hydra and uh, um, who was the other one uh, shoot. Um, it's slipping my mind right now, but being doing two like real Koreans back to back, like not no not jokers, like serious Korean yeah. players. Yeah, I mean I've back. heard of either. Uh, yeah, uh, both Zergs. Um, and uh, and um, anyway, ended up uh, falling in the finals to a guy named Petit Drogo, who I don't know a lot about. I you know I remember when I was looking at the 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 opening brackets, which was like 32 players, I was like, oh, I've heard of all these guys except for Petit Drogo. Hmm. Like, I mean, maybe his name sounded familiar, but I didn't know much about him, but he's evidently doing very well in Legacy. He's a French player. Anyway, so congrats to the Europeans who, and he took down the championship. Um, he's a Protoss. Um, uh, who who have, you know, at least shown some um, 
it's shown that they don't need to crawl into a hole the way that they usually do after uh, tournaments. And I also have to say, like, you know, we talk about Koreans versus Western players, but, like, the North America was nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, really, it's the Europeans that are doing well. There are, th- there are three or four really good French players right now. Um, Lobo, um, uh, Petit Drogo, uh, Marine Lord, um... And there's one other one, but anyway. So who who is a guy who's in WCS? Was it Illusion, uh, the French guy who actually they thought he'd do pretty well, but he didn't. No, I think it was Lilbo, and Lilbo. he and he got yeah. He I so let's not bring up the past. Yeah, Lilbo. That was rough. That was rough. I, and I still feel it. Like I still am. Like when I see him, I'm like you. I don't know how I feel about you, man. But anyway, uh, credit where credits due. The Europeans did well. So. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and, you know, that just might be to, a good topic yeah, go to discuss in more depth later. I mean, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where you have like that little, like any sport, really, you have that patriotic streak where you're like, oh man, like I live in, you know, I don't know. I live in like South Dakota. We never make it to the Super Bowl. I just wish we could get our act together. Like with StarCraft, it totally feels like if you don't live in Korea, you have to be like, oh man, if only we could just field like one team or right. one guy right. who could really just at least give us a chance to win, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, also like we don't, we don't have the infrastructure for it. I mean, it's like saying, you know, America just should get their stuff together in soccer. Like there isn't, there isn't the same fan base yeah. that there is other parts yeah. of the world. We'll get there, man. I mean, not in Starcraft. Starcraft is a dead game, but we'll get there. <laughs> some we'll get there in something. Um, this, this esports thing just isn't going to catch on. I don't think. In, in America, no, no, no. But I mean, seriously, it's, if it catches on, it's going to be in, in in CS:GO or Dota or something. Anyway, um, uh, exciting tournament. And um, as some people out there may know, uh, we have put on a total of one uh, StarCraft viewing party at um, for the uh, for what was it BlizzCon, the WCS finals. Um, in uh, at Pops Bar, which was a smashing success, and so um, we'll definitely be putting on uh, some more of those throughout the year. Pro- I'm hoping to do. I need to figure out when, but like GSL, right? Does like I think three or four seasons, three seasons during the year. So I think I'm gonna try and just do every single time they have a finals. So there's probably one coming up in like February or March I, or something. I mean, I do not need a, another excuse to drink at Pops, but I will definitely attend any any and all of those. The yeah. other thing that I have a secret dream of doing is setting up a LAN party, but... Um, yeah, we've talked about it before, and I've said I said that's have, your responsibility. Yeah, I've got so much stuff on my plate right now. That's not really... Studio B is almost ready to go. We're so close. So close. So that's where you're going to have a LAN party? No, I'm just saying, like, that's kind of the you're priority. You're busy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, oxen free. Oxen free. Well, you are, you're the one who who actually introduced this game, like you know, brought this game up as a game. So why don't you just sort of intro what this is? Yeah. So um, Oxen Free has been under development for a while, and it's um, got some incredible art direction. It's a really pretty game, um, and the it's an adventure game. So uh, as you might expect, if you had tuned in earlier and played Dropsy uh, on our suggestion or. If you played any of the, um, like, The Dig or other games in the past, a lot of the LucasArts games where you walk around, you try to solve puzzles, and you, uh, you know, get to the end, uh, hopefully unlock a good ending. Usually there are multiple endings, and Oxenfree there are. Um, the mechanic here, well, the so the overarching story is uh, kind of a horror trope. A group of teenagers go to, go to a beach party, 
and something scary and otherworldly happens to them. The mechanic here is that uh, they bring a radio, uh, which is rumored to behave very strangely on the island, and um, it in fact does, and weird and otherworldly things happen to them. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the game. Uh, It's a WASD to walk around and uh, space to interact with certain things, and um, you use the mouse in some scenarios. It's fun. I actually, so my opinion, my review, uh, I did not enjoy this as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I would say I got my twenty dollars worth. I'm, I'm not unhappy that I spent the money on it, but uh, I feel like it was just a slight miss. At least for me, I don't think I was the right audience for it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of teenage politics happening, mm-hmm. and in fact, I kind of went ahead and spoiled it for myself and a lot of the endings are really just focused on the interactions between the uh, characters in the friend group yeah so it's not it's sort of as as in Scooby-Doo it's sort of not really about the ghosts yeah at the end it's sort of a um, it's basically it's it's really a story about this um, girl Alex the main character same name as my daughter by the way so points there um uh who um who lost her brother and is dealing with that yeah. and has got a new stepbrother and is kind of dealing with all of this thing and then there's sort of like the new the, the general high school things of like there's like the mean girl and then there's like the girl who's friends with the mean girl and then but like there's the you know, slightly embarrassing boy that you've been friends with forever right you, but he's still your friend we call that guy ducky ducky yeah Yeah, he's very ducky actually um so anyway yeah um so yeah and i did like you know i did like um the options that you had as the as the female teenage protagonist i really felt like a lot of the things um weren't trying to like force like the tomboy aspect like you had a lot of options not to just be the tomboy not to just basically be a female version of a male hero like mm-hmm. let's go out and do whatever we want <clears throat> um but for me there just wasn't like because it wasn't really about the ghost there wasn't a whole lot of emotional stake for me yeah like i i didn't like many of the teenagers <laughs> um so i didn't really particularly, particularly care of the of yeah like what happened to them so that's interesting so i think yeah and i think i have the exact same uh review and i like i loved the game and i thought it was huh. awesome because i think you know i i i was sort of thinking about this and i was like i hope force doesn't get weirded out when i tell him this but i think that my spirit animal is like a punk rock 13 year old girl Uh, no i I see that i like and i don't want this to sound weird but like people will like my wife will tell you like if i am like walking down the street and like we're like in the mall or something and i see like a punk like 13 year old with like her parents and like her, her family and stuff I'm always like look there's one like I love <laughs> like I just love them I love like that's my favorite there's actually like there's this like this is gonna about to get really off on a tangent but there's like this Expedia commercial have you seen those Expedia commercials where like there's like these weird like sort of animated like families going on vacations uh I think so anyway, yeah there's this one with like a little punk girl in it and I'm like <laughs> that girl is so awesome but anyway so I really enjoyed and I uh, uh being in that role of this person sure, yeah. because like 
I was like this, and like I really wanted to, you know, role play. I really wanted to present myself in the way I want to present myself. So yeah. you know, you 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 know, people say things to you, and you have to sort of deal with them. Like you know, sometimes the things they say to you are like hostile or otherwise like sort of put you in an awkward position, and you have to sort of deal with them. And I was very like intent on like, okay, I want to like be cool, and like I want to be like, um, you know, not to like not get worked up. Like, yeah. I want to be, like, I want to, I want to, always want to choose the thing where I'm, like, I do, like, nothing, like, th- things roll off my back. Yeah. And then also, like, Clarissa, that's her name. Clarissa that's is, right. like, is very um, hostile. And I'm, like, I'm going to be, like, I'm not going to take any S from Clarissa, but I'm also, like, I'm not going to, like, try and nail her back because yeah. I'm going to, like, rise above it. You know, yeah. like, I'm going to be nice to her. Because, yeah, and like, that's you know, that's kind of where I think I'm coming from in terms of the I don't feel like I'm the right audience for it because yeah. I definitely, um, when I go to video games, you know, I am probably have always been the target market for a lot of these games. Like, I played, you know, Duke Nukem and thought the, the fact that you could flush a toilet was hilarious back in the late eighties. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I played quake and learned how to rocket jump. And, um, while I think a lot of the trash talk that happens now on video games is just out of control and ridiculous. Like I've been known to trash talk during a video, like, you know what I mean? Like, I am probably uh, so the, you were that guy on the other lo- on the end of the yeah. phone in Halo that just well, said. I mean, <laughs> actually, basically, ever since voice chat opened up to the entire internet, I stopped using voice chat. But like when we would do land parties, I'd be the guy who's like, "Oh yeah, I'm coming for you, and I'm gonna nail you to the wall," you know, like, um, you know. So I'd be that guy. Yeah. But well, and so I want to say, like, I so I definitely, um, like, I. I I do feel that 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 a lot of games are like very sort of precious in this way that they are sort of this is like the new trendy thing to be yeah. like it's like it used to be that everyone wanted to like kill monsters and now everyone wants to like um just like bitch about not doing their homework or something yeah. um and usually yeah. I have somewhat of a reaction of being averse to that and I think that this game was an exception for me Partially because I think it was much less awkward than... So uh, one of the games that I compare it to in my mind is Life is Strange, which I've been playing, um, and I have not... Like, Life is Strange, I like playing um, too, but, like, is just definitely more cringy than this. Like, this game Mm. was, like, a nice level of sort of, like... It was, yeah, it was trying to be, like, teenager cool, but it wasn't trying to be, like, so cool. There was, like, no moment when, like, your stepbrother came up to you and was like, hey, I got tickets to the Modest Mouse show. Yeah, like, You yeah. know, like, it was it was kind of, like... You didn't have to, like, tell your stepbrother who the hot new band was or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was, like, like, less cringy than most of those kind of the things in that genre. And there was, a, there was a little bit of, like, a as I said, like, there's a Scooby-Doo aspect to it. There's a kid's... There's a sort of... It's sort of hipster, but it's sort of just kids. So yeah. it's not so hipster that you kind of feel like, um, like, like it's, it didn't give you the heebie-jeebies, like, 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 or or, or what I think we call um, douche chills, um, the way that the, that some of those games do. Yeah. So anyway, so I I think it really just struck the right balance for me. Um, I do think so. One thing that I wanted to talk to you about that we that you had brought up as well before the show was. This thing of like when with these games is like why is this a game? Yeah, right? for and sure. so the question there is like sort of 
So for me, this is sort of why is this interactive? What about this makes it like should it? Why should it not be a cartoon? Yeah, I mean, so the funny thing is, I probably would have loved this if it was just like an animated movie. Like I really, but for me, like to give me the control. um, But it really, the other thing is, and maybe it was just so subtle that I wasn't picking up on it because um, in my reading, I've I've found that. A part of probably part of it was that I, you know, was kind of ready to just enter into conflict with a lot of the other kids. Mm-hmm. So they probably weren't reacting to me the best way. Because you were just trying to start shit, so you could maybe a like a little bit. Maybe, maybe you or you were hoping that the well, that I, the punch and kick mechanics would, would kick in. I mean, I wasn't really just straight up trying to start shit, but I also just wasn't really willing to take any like <laughs> yeah. with uh, Clarissa. I was just like. Hey, you're done. You're, why are you being such a bitch right now? Like, you really don't need to be, <laughs> yeah. like, this mean for no reason. It's true. Clarissa was being inappropriate. I, I agree. Uh, well, and, you know, I guess there's some Wait, explanation no. of Did what... I, you, you keep getting me on Clarissa. Her name... I had just had her name. You said Clarissa. I said Camelia before, or Cecilia right, before. Forget it. Um, anyway. anyway. The red-headed girl. The mean girl. What's up with the mean girls? Yeah. Um... Well, I'm sorry. I see. It sounds like you really did get into Alex's mind frame. Yeah, I You're guess you just I, a different Alex. Man. I guess I did. You're yeah, Alex I'm. I'm I the. I'm actually the mean Alex. I'm like the like smoke cigarettes behind the gym. And yeah, I'm the Alex who pretends like she doesn't care to, in order to be like mature and rise above it. You're the Alex who just like actually doesn't. Care. Yeah, I actually. You're like, I, was, I seriously want to just go home. Like, I was playing Alex like she was Daria. Actually, <laughs> now that you now that we have to like put a pin in it that's yeah. actually exactly what my alex was she was like the mean girl who like drinks coffee and like is just mean because she's afraid of everyone else being meaner to her <laughs> um okay so getting back to anyway yeah, so, so the why did this need to be a game I, I felt like there wasn't you didn't have a whole lot of control and again i don't know in in discussing this i i may have to revise my estimate uh because it probably turns out that I had more control than I thought I did. Yeah. Um, and I was just trained by so many other video games that like things you do either have a really apparent effect or they have no effect at all. Yeah. Um, but I did feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I was just told a story because, uh, you know, even the thing with the ghost being like the Scooby-Doo ghost where it's like, Oh, we're, you know, we're having an adventure together and it doesn't really matter what the adventure is. Like just didn't feel like there was, I guess, like, for me, it's, like, if you give me that interactivity, then, um, you know, there should be, like, a reason for me to make a choice. Right. You know, as opposed to... Yeah, and I think that's the... the, the I guess the whole ball game there is whether you're sort of emotionally invested yeah. in the character because if you're not there is no fun because you don't really care how other people feel about the character or yeah. what the char- how the character's acting whereas if you get emotionally invested in the character then all of a sudden you do care and then all of a sudden when you see these choices they matter you know you want to hit the right button you want to get to the right question i also thought yeah i liked the way that the that the the, the sort of choices came up and then you had to choose quickly um, yeah i i don't know i thought that was distracting so like to me too there was the game was beautiful um the 
ghost effects were really well done. They were like unique and something I hadn't really thought would be presented that way. But the radio mechanic just kind of felt like it was. The like, radio mechanic did get boring, but I think like I when it, the first couple times I thought it was really cool, especially because like we're of the age where we remember. Like yeah. taking out a, a, a radio and like flipping through the flipping dials and down. finding all the weird stuff. Like radios were like a place of like finding like mysteries. You yeah. know, you'd hear like a, some random thing come through, and that's kind of cool. Like that was kind of like that was like a, definitely a cool. I mean, I guess it's probably been done before, but um, you know, it it was for me it was a really effective way of like a place to put little mysterious to hide little mysterious things inside of a yeah. radio. Um. I didn't really I ran into a bunch of invisible hitboxes with the character so like she would just stop walking down the path yeah, because so it wasn't in was, the exact right spot yeah and there was also some moments where I got kind of like like you, there would be arbitrary times when I couldn't walk and stuff yeah, and I, yeah so there was some, some issues there um, but mostly it was like a pretty smooth ride anyway I you know I think we're we're both clear on where we are on the game. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, again, I would unreservably say if like it sounds interesting to you and you're willing to take the twenty dollar plunge, do it. Um, yeah. You, I mean, if you like shooting monsters to death, that does not happen here. Yeah. So that but might I mean, be something yeah. you need to know going in. Yeah, I think we would both agree it's a good example of what it is. Yeah. Um, I would certainly say that. And anyway, I enjoyed it, so thank you for suggesting it. Yeah, I'm interested to see what else Night School does. I don't. I mean, if they did something that wasn't an adventure game, I think I'd definitely want to try it. If it was an adventure game about teenagers again, I'd probably just say, "Well, that's interesting, but maybe not for me." Um, I think we're clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good. That's a show. Um, as a, as we talked about, we got a lot of interesting games coming up that we are excited to play. So, um, if you uh, it's your first time tuning in, or if you haven't been a regular listener, please tune in uh, every Sunday at four thirty uh, for Beat the Game. Um, and thank you for joining me, Forrest. Thanks for having me. Nick. We'll see you next time on Beat the Game here on BFF.fm. I feel insane when you get in my bed Is something sweet that the silver juice said And I think about you And I turn blue Dragging my dirty shoes Cindy skips my trampoline And then I lose And that's what I think about when I Fun Rhode Island in the sun.
with my family and my job Just me and my dog
All right, I don't know why I ever stopped paying attention to Todd Gin... Todd... I don't know, I've never heard this name pronounced. I've only had to pronounce it myself. Congeliere. Uh, of FYP and Toys That Kill. I guess it was that there were a couple Toys That Kill albums that I didn't like. After the first one, I didn't really like their stuff. But um, I'm really getting back into, uh, or getting into this solo stuff of his, um, which I just sort of slept on for a while. Um, that was off of the album, uh, listed here as Wrong Side, but I think that it's called Ride With The Wrong Side. Anyway, um, uh, that song is called I Like The Lights Off, and that's Todd Congilieri of the great band FYP, uh, and Toys That Kill. Um, before that, uh, Mean Gene's Bogus Memories off of their, well, I don't know, off of some single, but, um, they just put out a, a singles compilation last year, um, that I've been working my way through. Uh, the, the, then a few songs that, um, as I mentioned before, um, a D- DJ Stand-In, who's a buddy of mine named Bobby, who, uh, DJs around the East Bay, put up a playlist, um, and I was listening to it today, so I threw a couple of tracks on from that. The Mantles off of uh, Slumberland Records did uh, Undelivered. Legs, Go Ask Your Mother, a song that I used to play on the show all the time and I just sort of forgot about. And um, good to have that back in my life. I need to get that record. Um, it's called Pass the Ringo by Legs, uh, Oakland band. And Super Crush uh, with Lifted. Uh, oh, and then we started it off with uh, Level Up, I Feel Extra Natural. I really love that Level Up record uh, called Hoodwinked. I had not uh, noticed that song before, but um, I've been listening to it uh, nonstop all week. I keep trying to lose. Um, good stuff. Um, you're listening to The Beat on BFF.fm. We've got Art Beat coming up in just a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. We will be discussing Imalia Ullman. Lily Simonson will be joining me as she does every week at 5.30. Um to um, chat about art stuff. Um, Until then, I just got jams, uh, as far as the eye can see. Um, This is a band that was sort of like a weird outsider-y band for a long time, decades, really, and um, people have been putting out their records, uh, repressing their records recently, um, most notably captured tracks. Um record label. This is a song called The Third Summer of Love by Cleaners from Venus. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM. Goodness, the llamas survived. I don't know what I would have done. Yes! Shields 
You're listening to Art Beats on BFF.FM.
try to pick up girls and get called asshole. It's never happened to Pablo Picasso. He could walk down your street, girls could not resist the stare, and so Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Artbeat. Hey, Lily. Hey, Nick. Good job saving it on the intro there. Yeah, good save, huh? Yeah, well, that's why you got to wear those headphones, man. It's like, you know, you, you got it all pumping <laughs> right through your ears. You know exactly where you're at. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very professional around here. Um. All right. Well, let's get uh, right into our topic. I don't got no. I don't got no small talk for you today, unless you have yeah. any small talk. Oh, how was the Edwardian ball? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're publicly outing me. I was in the upper hate today. So I what I just choked over because I was too nervous to say it was Edwardian ball. Um, I was in the upper hate today. Uh-huh. Um, I went to Amoeba, and then I went. Me and Cat. It was funny because we went there. And, like, really sort of ironically, you don't think of the upper hate as a place to, like, get all your errands done. But right. we ironically got, like, six things we've been meaning to get done done. You had to buy your incense. Right. I got, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know what I thought of today? I Actually, because I, I said I made the same joke to Kat. I was like, you know, also, <laughs> I've, I've been meaning to pick up a bong. <laughs> and, um, and then I remembered the, the, um, the brand Graphics. Which, I'm not familiar. Oh my gosh, you're not? Graphics was like, when I was 16, was like the bongs. So like, there's like, there were all the arty bongs, right? right the right. bongs, the blown glass yes, and yeah. like, yeah. But then there were like the bongs like for math heads. Like the bongs uh-huh. that were like... All business. So, yeah, yeah, but like, no, no, no. But also like, they had like, like their logo was like a skeleton with a jester hat on, you know? <laughs> And they were, like, kind of, like, tacked out. Like, they were... You know what I mean? Like, those guys. Like, the guys, you know, like, the kind of, like... Like, the Jesse Pinkman type. You know? It's, like, the kind of that aesthetic. So, those guys um, had a... uh, But those were, like, the really expensive... Well, not expensive. I mean, maybe they were. Yeah, they were like sixty to eighty dollar bongs, and we used to go and look at them when we were uh-huh. like fifteen. We'd go to the, over the upper hate and like check out the bongs and be like, "Oh, what if we could afford that eighty five dollar graphics bong?" <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, they were also selling at multiple locations tickets to the Edwardian Ball. Oh wow! Yeah. So what is the? I mean, just real quick, just so this isn't entirely a non sequitur. Oh no. Um, and so. I guess the Edwardian ball is inspired by, I mean, the Edwardian era. There is a King Edward, but the, it's really the author, Edward Gorby. What's his name? Um, anyway, I don't know that much about it. Uh, <laughs> it's some steampunk shit. And how was it? <laughs> it's funny because uh, last week we were talking about Hamilton, which is like yeah. a Pa- my my housemate Shoshana is very passionate about it, and her husband Tim, uh, his band Rosin Coven started the Edwardian Ball. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's big, why that's why end. I went. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm taking turns like trolling my housemates week <laughs> by week here. Well, I just want to know if you had fun. Um, it sounds like you. Uh, would I have actually to... did have fun. Well, good. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I had fun. Yeah. Um. Cool. Um, Arno made a funny joke about it. He was like, because it's part of steampunk is brass and goggles. Yeah, definitely. And he was like, I think we have some goggles around. He was like, what was so dangerous? 
to your eyes in the, yes. in the steam era. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah, it was all the steam. You, okay. You okay. Get, it gets in your eyes. <laughs> Look, when you have an entire... These are binoculars. Those aren't goggles. I'm doing my best. Um, <laughs> they are brass, though. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. Um, anyway, uh, no, so I... I yeah, I... I um, Anyway, I mean, moral of the story for me is that I, I got a ukulele stand finally. Oh, good. So, um, good. that's handled. That um, is handled. And, uh, and that concludes our review. Um, uh, wait, okay. I wanted to say yeah. one more thing about it. Uh, part of why we went is, like, my, uh, my boyfriend has been, like, best friends with our housemate Tim for like 15 years and they lived together for like the last 10 years and Arno's never seen his band Tim's band so play. So Arno went with you? He went with me because oh, cool. I was like giving him shit for a long time. I was like I can't we have to go to Tim's shows. We're such bad friends. Yeah, yeah. So I was like let's go to the Edwardian Bell and then I found out that Tim's own wife has only seen him perform like twice. So well, I didn't need to feel that guilty. That's true. But, you know. But still, I mean, we were supporting our homie. Yeah, there's no need he to yardstick would... against other people, you it's know. It's true. If it's you feel true. it in your heart, you need to go to the steampunk ball <laughs> yeah. to see the band, yeah. then you go. Yeah. And that's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You're a, you're a team I'm player. a good friend. Yeah, team player. Exactly. Um, anyway. All right. So today's topic is, which you had kind of um, so brought to my attention, um, I was just talking to a friend of mine, um... Uh, Helen, who uh, uh, has a show on BFF called, I think we might, I may have told you about it before, um, Astro Projection Radio Hour, which is a feminist-themed, oh, cool. feminist-slash-witch-themed show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, but she was telling me that, you know, we had a, she she was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I, she's very aware of this. So evidently, this is this is a big deal going around. the, And she is she was aware of this sort of, she was sort of following the Instagram um, yeah. As this was going on, as it but anyway, unfolded. so tell me a little bit about this this um, artist, uh, Amalia. Amalia. Oh, Amalia. That's how I've always said it. Amalia um, Ullman. Um, yeah. yeah, and then anyway, uh, and her um, her art project, Excellences and Perfections. Yeah. Well, she she um, she's an artist who's I think pretty pretty early in her career still like she's maybe in her 20s uh and she staged this performance on instagram over the course of like five months um where she it was like a a series of hundreds of selfies where she was basically telling a story about a girl who's sort of provincial moving to los angeles um, becoming like trying to make it as a model, becoming an escort, getting plastic surgery, like transforming herself physically. Um, and people thought that she was really doing this. And then at the end of it, she explained that it was all staged. Um, and so it was so supposed to be this sort of critique of how femininity is a construction. And there's like, nothing natural about our idea of how to be female um and i i used to feel like a little bit like hatery about it like i was kind of like well that's ob like it mm-hmm. just seemed to me at first glance that she was also possibly like i mean she also made comments like well also shots of my butt like get followers like so there was a 
she did she didn't make it totally unambiguous like right. what her yeah there's a little there's were. a little bleeding in yeah. in of 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 I'm doing this as a performance and also taking advantage of the actual benefits of doing this right yeah. right exactly um, but then like as I started to I didn't know like she sort of I I. I hadn't really looked at much of her other work. This is really what she's known for. Um, And I kind of did a 180 as... Not that I ever, like, really disliked the work. I was just very critical of it. Um, But as I looked at her other stuff, it all kind of... It does seem legit. Like, she... it fits. Yeah, it fits with, like, her whole canon, and she's really thinking about this stuff. Right. Um, and the thing that sort of changed my mind was this other piece she did this year um, called The Annals of Private History. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we should skip ahead to no, that or ahead, if we should keep discussing the Instagram no, thing. Um, where she went to North Korea um, as a tourist like yeah. last year. Um, and then she made this installation interactive video piece um that is inspired by her trip to korea but the format of it is just like photographs um of sort of just sort of i don't know photographs that are personal and pictures of diaries and then pictures of like political leaders and then the narrator her is just talking to the audience in like a flirtatious romantic way Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of it, she does this uh, sort of mini lecture on the history of the diary and how um, notebooks were given to boys and diaries were given to girls to keep, like, women out of intellectual discourse Mm -hmm. and have them, instead of focusing on the exchange of knowledge, have them have a place to write down their thoughts and, like, keep it locked up and keep it hidden. So... Um, she's the video is basically about repression mm-hmm. and I think she uses photos from her trip to North Korea too right. so she's like drawing this instead of focusing on like obvious themes that you would for an artwork inspired by North Korea she kind of uses it as a way to explore like ideas of again like creating a facade mm-hmm. uh, like propaganda and um, yeah. and then at the end of the video she takes excerpts from like video bloggers vloggers um and so she's sort of talking about i guess the idea of like propaganda repression and then creating like repressing one part of yourself and then creating like another um aspect of yourself publicly right that feels personal but it's constructed yeah so she's like sticking with the idea of constructing your identity publicly right and i guess postulating that that's what fascist regimes do too you know like they have one reality happening on the inside and you know or which i guess also is kind of ob but yeah so the ob thing so there's a couple things and i kind of don't know how to approach this i mean I so because there's a couple of things that I reacted to in looking at this stuff. One is the first thing that you said, which is mm-hmm. this sort of that this project, uh, excellences and perfections, yeah. has an element. There's a sort of there's a certain 
um, a feeling of you know, there is that discomfort of being yeah. like, well, I'm not sure whether you are um, like doing something that is coming from a place of like really feeling like you have something to say yeah. or you're just doing something that's coming from a place of like, this is a great way to get attention. And then when right. I do the big reveal and I'm right. like, oh, I was kidding the whole time. Everyone's going to be like, oh, 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 like what? Like how brilliant you are. Yeah. You know, it was all of charade. Right. Um, uh, you know, which that doesn't mean that that is the case that she had not a lot to say, but it just means that they, that you can have that initial reaction. You have to then go and say, well, did you really have a lot to say? And there is a lot of crossover with the fact that she is becoming a more and more well-known artist. Right. And being an artist is a glamorous, right. high society thing to be. Yes. She's beautiful. Yes. She has a beautiful body. Yeah. Um, so that's a, an element that she's, like, putting into her artwork. Right. Um, and, you know, um, anyway, so th so, th so there's those elements. The of thing that you were talking about is interesting to me because, like, I even, like, I was actually th looking at this and being like, it's funny how... You know how like I mean maybe I don't want to say I don't want to say this in a way that's embarrassing. So if this is embarrassing, just be like, okay, you're embarrassing. I'll tell you. Uh, which is fine. I just want to say I'm gonna I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm diving right in and okay. I'm really I'm ready to get embarrassing. But like you know how like modern art in like post war modern art or yeah. something, it's like so abstract, right? Right. That, like it's like oh like what are they even saying right like you know like it's like impressionism abstract impressionism like yeah. mondrian like you're right. just like what is this even what is the point of view here like i it's too it's too obtuse and too obscure yeah. that i can't like i couldn't i can't even it's impenetrable right. right and then like then you get into things like this and you're just like wow this is the complete opposite of that where it's just yeah. like you're beating me over the head with the theme right and not only that but like with this specific project like once she did her big reveal or whatever. Yeah. Um, part of it's motivated, I think, by being like making sure that you convince everyone that it really was a joke, and right. you can't like so you can't you got to make sure that you eliminate all doubt that it was a joke. Yeah. Um, so that you don't get it doesn't look like you're trying to sort of change change your story to like right. re, like like backwards looking make it into a joke. Right. Um but also just like the way that the themes are presented where she's like no 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 you don't understand reality is constructed. <laughs> Femininity is no 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 it's constructed. <laughs> right. Um like you're like it's the opposite right where we've gone completely in the direction yeah. where it's just like the themes are just like unbelievably right it's so out direct so, and yeah. literal yeah exactly so yeah. Th so that was kind of an interesting thing and i guess you reacted to the same thing where you're like the themes in this are just like, like yeah they're just so upfront i think that is kind of why i appreciated it more after seeing the video she made and like uh that was related to her trip to north korea right uh like to me she did Can we just it, also it, just real quick interject that North Korea is the most attention-seeking place to possibly go in the world? Totally. Just, just want to put that out there. Totally. I mean, I, I, I think that I'm not saying that her work is unproblematic. No, 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 no. I'm, and yeah, I'm it still seems, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's still. It's the equivalent of posting 300 selfies on Instagram, right? Like it. That is like, yeah, that is what 
I don't know. It's sort of like almost like shock art or something. Like, oh, I'm going to North Korea. Um, and never mind like the sort of social issues that she's like coming from a place yeah. of and coming from a place of privilege. Like right. she can afford to just take a tour of North Korea or right. whatever. Um, oh, yeah. I did read something about her in her, when I was reading her wiki that her father ran like some kind of merchandising business. Or he something had like a that? skateboard factory oh, yeah, in Argentina. Alright, that's awesome. Um <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do that you could do a joint venture with graphics. Um anyway, Call but back. no no, but I don't wanna like I don't wanna just take shots because I, I agree that I think that there's a lot well, I mean I just agree that like that she definitely has something that she's doing. Yeah. And she's trying to do it. Right. But I do think there is this element. And the reason I... I, I didn't interject to, like, undercut what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. It was a good point. Yeah, so. I just don't want to leave that hanging, like, as if, like, we don't notice that everything here right. is, like, so exactly, like, the, like, just attention you know right, what i mean like right. or like the most like intense like yeah obviously intense thing you could possibly right, do right and in fact there are lots of places if you want to go to shocking places there are lots of places that we never think about that right. are shocking right there are lots of places where there's abject poverty that would shock people right but we don't think about it but then there's north korea which is like it's like there was like seth rogan understands that north korea is shocking yeah so it's like yeah it's not hard for you know it's as not opposed a, to going and like you know to where there are child soldiers in africa yeah or, or going to honduras where there's yeah. you know there's Most the highest place murder in the rate world in, yeah in in any city in 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 the world is in san pedro sula so right know, anyway right yeah and there's sort of like a um I think anytime you're critiquing North Korea, you kind of are glorifying capitalism. Yeah, or the or Western values and things right, like that. Yeah, right. no, that's totally true. Anyway, I don't want to get too wrapped yeah. up, but I do think, yeah, I mean, I think that's it's an interesting. I wonder, like, I mean, our North Korea in general, like in terms of like looking at the way that the West looks at North Korea yeah. is pretty, is kind of an interesting uh, topic. I read this book, um, or actually I'm reading this book. Uh, it's a pretty short book and it's, I've been like slogging away at it. Yeah. I'm on like page 180 out of 250 uh, by Sun, I don't remember the name of the author called um, Without You There Is No Us, which is uh -huh. um, she is a author who went to North Korea uh, she's Korean. She's South Korean. Uh -huh. And she went as sort of posing as a teacher. She went oh. and, and taught like at a school and then came back and wrote like a memoir of right. like, her time in North Korea and meeting, like hanging out with North Korean children and like learning about the way they think and stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, not to get way off topic, but point is I have the similar feeling of being like, no, that's awesome. And right. I, I'm reading the book because I want to know what it's like right. to be inside it's North fascinating. Korea. It's fascinating. It's totally yeah. fascinating. Yeah. But it's also like... Um, there's, I mean, I know that what I'm doing is it's there's an exoticism to what I'm doing where right. I'm like reading it being like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. There are starving people and there are like, there's all this government propaganda. It's like, it's like cool. It's tourism. Right. Right. Anyway, one thing that just to try and sort of maybe take a swing at bringing in. us back yeah. on topping a topic is I do think it's interesting that what you said about the way that she took it. And looked at it as repression of women and, and yeah. sort of repression as a broader thing as opposed yeah. to just political repression. Right. Yeah, it goes back to the point we were making last week. How is if 
if a piece of artwork is executed well, it can save it from a lot of like tonal problems, yeah, or sensibility problems, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's sort of how the how I felt about the the piece, um, the annals of private history, because I actually like watched the video and it was really beautifully done and sort of play sub it felt subversive yeah and then the way it was presented was at this art fair um and an art fair is like this crazy chaotic place where nobody would sit to watch a video normally um but she made this installation where she took away people's phones and made them take off their shoes to watch the video and again that's like an obvious metaphor for like not again that's like obvi um because you can't get the internet in north korea and whatever um but she i think she did it well uh and i i just lost my the point i was driving towards but oh again i think it's like what i was saying about orlan where there had to be an orlan in art history because like we had this new tool of plastic surgery and it's kind of obvious to then like turn that on your body as an artist but some artist out there like right. had to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about Amelia Ullman's work in a way, like the Instagram thing. Like we have this tool where people are constructing identities online in this right. very specific way of posting selfies. So some artist out there had to execute yeah. on that yeah, and, like, and comment on it. And she did it and she did a good enough job that now like it's going to be in the Tate alongside like Cindy Sherman and yeah, like uh marcel Duchamp. yeah yeah no and nice to take it off when you're 26 and yeah and yeah move on to what what whatever's next and right yeah i think that's that's true and i think yeah i do think i think that it's 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 there's a, there's an obvious and a heavy-handedness to it and there is as we said some there's it's a little uncomfortable that the way it sort of swims in its own exploitativeness in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways yeah but um, that doesn't make it bad. Yeah. And then the other thing that made me like respect it a little more is um, even her own. She did. She was very like Joseph boys about like keeping being secretive about the authenticity of it to the point where like her own gallery didn't know that it was fake. Right. And uh, they were telling yeah, her she like has this great quote where she says like yeah they were saying you can't do this right you know, no we, one's we taking you seriously we, yeah no one's gonna take you seriously as an artist we can't yeah. show your work if you keep doing this right yeah. right and so also it's kind of cool because it she was successful already as like a young artist right. and that's not very common and so it wasn't like she came out of nowhere and this was her bid for success she was right. actually like not playing it super safe and being a little bit right. I mean, she probably could tell that it was going to play out the way it did, but but there was some gutsiness to it. Yeah, Yeah, you're taking some risk. Um, Helen was telling me that uh, there was, like, one of the Instagrams that she saw. She was taking pictures with, like, her boyfriend Uh or in her bed or whatever. And then, like, the first comment was like, yo, that's her brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and we were like having a laugh about like it's really funny to have like someone putting on a, a lar- elaborate performance art piece with high stakes in like that's gonna be written up in like uh the telegraph uk and right. then like some other guy on instagram being like oh i uh, sorry guys guys i gotta i gotta let you guys know that there's some funny business going on 
So it's always it always comes down to internet commenters that really keep our um, yeah. keep us in line when we need to be uh, need to be um, uh, taken care of. Yeah. Um, thank cool. God for well, internet commenters. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, yeah. something else. Uh, more news on Joel Holmberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friend, Joel Holmberg beat. I was like our friend, of, segment. friend of the show. Formatics. This is formatics. No, it's sort of like art news. There's a big, uh, there's a big show at the Hammer every other year uh, called Made in LA about uh-huh. artists working. That's the one in Westwood, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 By, yeah. By, by by our alma mater. Right. Nick and I both went to UCLA yeah. for grad school. Yeah. And Cal for undergrad. Oh, well, wow. look at that. Well, look at that. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway, so, yeah, Joel's, at, they made, they announced the roster for Made in L.A. this week, and Joel's on it. So, wait, is he is he going to be, like, a big deal now? I, th- I think so. So, we should get that, um, well, I think the episode is up. Yeah. All right, gotta... so, yeah, if you guys haven't heard our Joel Holmberg episode, please go download it. Just search for Artbeat on iTunes. Uh, you can download all the episodes there. You can listen to all of our episodes, including our exclusive um, one f- f- this this week only um, on the verge of success. His last interview with Normals before uh, rocketed into international stardom. Um, I've actually I saw some photos of him uh, at a club with Usher over the weekend. What? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. um, anyway, so check that out. Um, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Artbeat. Um, yeah. And thanks for joining me, Lily, as always. Yeah. Uh, this has been The Beat on BFF.FM. We're here every week, 4 to 6. So uh, see you next time. Want to be heard, want to be thought about